Welcome to another episode of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, DQ, and with me, pretty much as always, is my good friend, David Perry. <laughs> David, thank you for being back on the show. You are, I think, officially now a co-host of the show. I, I might have some legal documents I need you to uh, sign. I'll, I'll write you a check. <laughs> All right. Thank you for having me. As well as we have our, our first time, Michael Pelletier, who is a cosplayer. And you have you're a you're a nerd of many a trade, good sir. You have a lot going on in your life. I, yeah, nerd ninety percent of my life. It just <laughs> uh, newfound glory said it best. I'm an endless source of useless information. <laughs> just so got it. <laughs> so you you do a a, a Twitch. You do a D uh, yeah. a D and D thing. I do. I have a D and D podcast. Uh, we do a D and D Twitch stream with uh, Force uh, Force Work uh, Productions. Uh, you can find us on there. You can find us on Twitch. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube now. If you just search the Wandering Players, we pop up. It's uh, and all that. And then uh, I have a Twitch stream as well that I'm so bad with social media and using it. <laughs> that it's like trying to find stuff that people actually want to watch. Like I, I'm literally been playing. I've been grinding Genshin Impact for like. The pe- since that came out and let me tell you it's not that much fun to watch like <laughs> what are we just running around getting like dying and stuff like it's just not fun <laughs> at least when i'm doing call of duty it was like you know okay let's see if we get a win no i'm getting lit up because i suck so <laughs> but like on on there i have a facebook page it's immortal the the immortal star lord and yeah. um yeah i follow all my cosplay uh i do a lot of charity stuff and all that through there so yeah, That's awesome. the main thing. It's just all doing, having fun with all the charity and doing stuff for the kids. Because honestly, if I didn't, my stuff would sit in the closet for ever. So it's nice to be able to use it for more than just going to cons and all that fun stuff. So it's it's nice to have an excuse to wear a costume, isn't it? Like it's oh, yeah. it's, it's like it's like oh, like, I got to do this for charity. I got to like, I got. I, <laughs> like dinosaurs, like back here, you know? <laughs> well, and the other thing, that, the nice thing about that is every time you buy something, when your wife says, hey, what did you buy? You're like, well, we have a hospital visit coming up next week. And then because it's for the children, oh, yeah. they can't say anything about it. Yes, because we go approach because the then they're, then it's they're the, the bad children. guy. It's for the children. So this episode, the wives can't listen to. I, I'm just going to doubt that. <laughs> Mine, mine probably won't listen anyway. It's fine. I love her and all, but so you you do Star Lord. Uh, you're getting ready to do. You were talking about off camera uh, Winter Soldier. Yep. Do you want to talk a little uh, bit about that? Uh, yeah, I got my um, uh, my buddy Mark who does he does a lot of metal work. He's on all that. Uh, he just got a 3D printer, and he's all about it. So he's me and him are going to start working on possibly doing a uh, Winter Soldier for me. He's got a couple other things that he's been working on, and uh, yeah, we're doing like a little cross, like I was saying, like a little crossover between uh, Bucky from Civil War comic book uh, with the metal silver metal arm with Captain America shield on the arm instead of the Red Star, and kind of meets uh, Bucky from like Endgame, kind of with the uh, with the I liked his suit on that one, which was very kind of simple. But it was like military esque, but not like very military esque. So I can't, might just go a little bit between that. So it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, you have to definitely talk to David after the show because uh, he does a lot of kit bashing and like Frankensteining of all sorts of real 
cool stuff. It's did so you, much fun. <laughs> did you ever finish that gun, by the way? The the giant auto cannon looking thing? Uh, no, I'm still waiting for some muzzle brakes on it. But as soon as I get the, my BFG put together, it'll be it'll be awesome dude he makes the coolest things it's it's fun the first time we had him on the show he was sitting there pulling out he's like look at this look at this and i'm like oh my god that's so cool and then i'm like oh we're we're doing an audio we can't can't, nobody can see what i'm looking at for the people at home it's a really big gun deadly barrel gun Like I have, I have my Nerf. Uh, I got my Nerf supply of guns that I'm actually excited that I can, like, just retrofit to be for Winter Soldier. Just because, why not? So, yeah. all right, I love it. Well, awesome. and, and and the other nice thing about like about using a Nerf gun as opposed to airsoft is a lot of cons don't like. D- depends on the weapons policy of the con. Yeah. Right? So and- some conventions they won't let you in the door with something that looks like an actual firearm. But if it's if it's an obvious nerf or something like that 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 doesn't look like it could be a replica, um, those ha- those are easier to get through uh, through the weapons check. Yeah, I was gonna try to find it, but uh, I mean sometimes it helps to have a vendor pass when I'm doing these things, and that's usually what happens with me when I'm at like when I was at Rhode Island Comic Con last. I had a vendor pass because I was helping out my buddy's table, and uh, I did enough publicity for helping out with uh, Alter Realities mm-hmm. that they. Um, I was able to get a vendor pass for the show and uh, I'm walking around and I had to go check out security because I was doing Jane, Jane Cobb from uh, Firefly. And I have a I have my Nerf and strike, which is my long strike gun, which mm-hmm. looks fully assembled. It's like three feet long. It looks right. like a giant sniper rifle. It's painted black. I have blue LEDs in the in down the barrel of it and stuff. I use it for Owen for a trank gun, but it also works for Jane because it's a big freaking gun. So. Right. That's that's Vera. And um, I walked right up to security. I was like going up to the um, uh, I had like a foam tip I made for it to, that's painted orange and all that. And I walk right up to uh, the security guy and I'm like, hey, I just want to know if I need to get a zip tie on this gun check or whatever. And they're like, he looks at it and goes, oh, no, you're, he looks at it. He sees, sees my pass. And he goes, oh, no, you're good. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, OK, I, you said it. I'm going. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so. Well. That's awesome. I can't wait to see uh, your your whole cosplay up for the Winter Soldier. That's going to be awesome. Uh, so, which is what we're talking about today. Uh, we are talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode, episode one. Uh, overall thoughts, amazing show. I It has a lot of potential. I, it's, it's what more would I personally expected Marvel to be doing for superhero cinema, or rather shows. Can very it's 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 very what I was expecting, and it's interesting because we just came from WandaVision, which was nothing what you would expect from any type of television whatsoever. And I was expecting that for WandaVision. I'm not gonna lie. Were you were? Well, I didn't know what I was expecting. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I didn't when, know what to expect when how, it was titled what, when it was titled WandaVision, and oh, roughly what yeah. I knew from it. I was expecting some sort of like decom like I say decompartment like just decompressing of Wanda's character dealing with the fact that she actually has downtime to deal with the fact that Vision's dead. Her love of her life is dead and dealing with grief. And, and she stuff. killed him. <laughs> and she did. She yeah, and she had to kill him and then he got and brought back in fr- front of her eyes and then and murdered. killed by someone else. Yeah. yeah. So but- it was what, it was fun you, watching that. The other time. thing is that 
uh, in the, if you looked b- before COVID, if you looked at the schedule, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out before WandaVision. Yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Uh, so, Loki, Loki was always third. It was supposed to be, uh, yeah, uh, Bucky and then uh, WandaVision was second up. Wasn't Black Widow supposed to be the first thing that started phase four? Though? Yeah, it was supposed to be Black Widow. Right. Black but, Widow but, was but in terms yeah. of Disney Plus, in terms yeah. of their streaming content, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to be first. And you can you can kind of tell that because the way the episode is structured, it comes across as very Marvel-y. It does. Right? Mm. Just the way it opens, there's it's you know it opens with with Falcon on the on the mission. Yep. Does it open with Falcon or it opens with Falcon first? Yeah, Falcon, Falcon first. Well. Okay. Yep. So it opens with Falcon on the mission, and it it goes into this you know this high speed chase and all this other stuff. And so in that sense, it was much more of what people expected. So when Wandavision came out, if you didn't know what Wandavision was about, and because we'd had nearly a, a year of starvation of anything MCU ish then people that's why people for the first three episodes are like what the heck is this what what is what is going on we don't know until it all adds up whereas the the falcon of the winter soldier starts off in a much more traditional marvel mcu type setting yeah yeah and then we're going to get something even more unique where we're with loki coming out afterwards it's going to be so cool the time bureau like pretty much the time bureau essentially is going to be so much fun Oh man, I, my only concern—you know—I I, I don't like to question the the genius that is Kevin Foggy. Like he knows what he's doing, but I've never been a fan of that person or the shows where they do like the back in time where they're going to the same places they've already been, kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like that time space continuum glitch thing. I'm I'm going to give it the respect it deserves because they've shown what they can do with a sh- making fun of sitcoms and doing sitcoms that we've all know- grown up with and loved at some point and just blew me out of the water with that and the first episode of the winter soldier er, falcon winter soldier is it had a lot of there was a lot of meat there for us to chew on there was a lot was and that's so good. good it was so great so i'm going to give them that respect that they deserve and i'm going to see where it goes um i mean you've got owen wilson in it he, he's a great actor you you're bringing back loki you're bringing all these characters and it's we'll see how it goes but we're going to focus on falcon winter soldier we're going to try to stay on subject here a little bit it's very hard to talk about marvel state <laughs> on focus on just one subject matter here but we'll go for it it's it's we're going to attempt it's going to be an A for effort, but <laughs> I'm going with a C minus maybe for execution yeah. on this. We'll see how it goes. So for our listeners who aren't quite familiar with the original background stories of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, now, I, I, I had to do a little bit of research because the, these aren't these aren't my go to Marvel characters. These aren't my Marvel heroes, um, which is I, I think is a lot of people's like mentality on falcon and winter soldier winter soldier obviously was not really a superhero in the superhero form he was a super for a little bit going back to maybe 2005 2004 time frame was when he really came back in the comics um before that he was just bucky barnes um which is not even the same of what we've seen in the marvel cinema and even how they did falcon is very much different from how he was in the comics and even older cartoons uh so it's when we look at them, it, it, 
there. So I will be going to you guys. If you have a little more knowledge, please feel free to tell me, no, you're wrong at any time (laughs) with this. Um, But so Bucky Barnes was originally, he came in at the time when every superhero had that kid sidekick too. Mm -hmm. So Bucky Barnes was this kid from Shelbyville, Indiana, and whose dad was in the army and was killed or something of that sort. And he joined up, was doing everything, and he was helping out Captain America. And they were trying to stop. Uh, I think I think what happened to him originally was he was like stop. They were trying to stop a drone of some Sounds sort. Like yeah, and he stayed on and cap got blown into the water and. And because, you know, how logic works, he got frozen into a, a meat sickle and the Avengers eventually found him and brought him back out. And use the uh, Kevin Hart to the <laughs> to, to the Rock Johnson there as a, in, uh, Jumanji, essentially. He was, he, the was. he was the weapon holder. He was uh, you need this. What do you got? I got this. OK, yeah, it, even that, he even had that. He was it was almost. The Batman and Robin kind of look yeah. at the comics back in the day because he had the shorty shorts and he had the little Lone Ranger mask, but you know he was red, white, and blue. Well, that was uh, like the appeal back then too, was trying yeah. to get kids to relate Absolutely. more to the comics, Absolutely. and that's why yeah, Batman got Robin, and then they're like, well, let's take Captain America. Okay, well, let's give him, you know, a little protege that can follow him around. You know, yeah. and they're like, yeah. okay, well, here's Bucky, nice little kid <laughs> that always gets in trouble, and Cap has to go save him. Excellent <laughs> plot points. Let's go. <laughs> perfect out there um and then they ended up bringing him back in 2005 uh right around the time for the civil war uh comics which were phenomenal comics and even then he doesn't stay winter soldier very long he ends up becoming captain america because cap gets sniped he grudgingly <laughs> becomes captain america yeah he, he didn't feels- even want to become no he only did it because fury asked him to do to hold up the mantle yeah. so that way everyone would still have hope pretty much and he was not happy about it the whole time. No. So it's it's neat to see where they're going with this very limited information character as a an adult and even as a side character. And then you have the Falcon, who in the movies was a he, he was part of a military like covet ops like yep. they used bird wings which seems highly impractical for anything military wise but i digress Seen weirder <laughs> uh, everybody's got an origin everybody yeah. has an origin everybody needs a story it. everyone and, has a gimmick <laughs> and but in the comics he was a, an agent of shield he was yeah. a leader in shield and he had his wings weren't mechanical they were not biological kind of like just, fleshy though they were yeah, yeah. and Depends on which ones you're watching. They're the new show, uh, kid show they got has, uh, what was it, the Avengers Assemble show that came out like 2015, I think, something like that. Yeah. They had uh, Falcon with uh, kind of like stark techie, a bioluminescent wing type yeah. thing. So and then and then he had he had an actual Falcon sidekick. Yes, that he and could communicate he has with a, telepathically. Yeah. Yes, he had telepathic powers, and then now he's got a drone. Which so, you can communicate via a heads-up display. So, I mean, where's the parallel? It's fine. <laughs> I'm not, not and, and I'm not, I'm not knocking it all. I, 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 and I definitely, this will go back to our, our, our last time when we talked, David, where you're like, you know, what can Hollywood do? What can they make look realistic? What can look quality versus what is, you know, 
yeah, tweaks in the story have to be made to for people to actually grasp it. If they did what the comics were 100%, people would be like, what the <laughs> hell are we watching? Why are we watching this? This is yeah. stupid. That makes right. no sense. Yeah. Right. There's a certain amount of suspension of disbelief that you can buy in a comic book. Yeah. And, and so, some of the origin stories that they have, I mean, Captain America being frozen in a block of ice and not aging. Well, you know, the, the super soldier serum and all that other stuff. I mean, you know, that's a little bit of a stretch, but people will buy that up to a point. Yeah. Um, but when you see it on the screen and when they throw gazillions of dollars at it, I, I one of the things that Marvel, I don't know if they get enough credit for it, is they act once they establish their science, science. Yep. They run with it. It quotes and, around that, and they act consistently with it. Yeah. Okay, so so they they take the the Hulk gamma ray origin and they just go with it, even if it, even if that doesn't hold up to a lot of scrutiny down the road. But they at least make it so that you or me, the audience, are willing to buy into it. And so they've they updated the origin stories for these two characters a little bit differently. You know, in the in the MCU. You know, Bucky is is uh, grew up with Steve Rogers, and he was kind of the big brother who protected him from getting beat up and and all that. He was Much the big strong one. Mm-hmm. Much easier to right. explain. People can relate to it. It's yeah. you know, and, and that's it's. I I always say it's like the like Harry Potter like Harry Potter type movies. You know, where people like the diehard readers of the books can enjoy the movies because. Yes, things were tweaked in the movies, but because you had to change certain storylines for the movies to work and go forward without being hung up for like an hour on elf rights. <laughs> I will I will say this. I will never argue anything they do in a Marvel or any movie whatsoever because we got excited as nerds about a movie with a guy having a gauntlet with a bunch of magic stones in it that can do everything. So, so we, we got excited and we're like, nope, magic stones, snap. Oh, <laughs> that the, works. Well, the, no, they weren't magic. They weren't magic. They weren't sorcery. Space they were magic. They, 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 they were created with the Big Bang. You know, <laughs> yes. okay. The ultimate magic, all right? Yes. <laughs> but, but, the, but the internal logic of the MCU holds up. Yeah, they... They yes. never, they never retcon. Like they don't have like one movie comes out and they go, and they retcon something about it. We're like, oh, that doesn't exist anymore. Eventually, so, they're gonna have to though. Eventually, if they I, keep going, there's, there's something gonna have to give somewhere. Feige would have to die for that to happen. I feel because he's well, got that shit leveled out. Like oh, he knows. He yes. Yes. That 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 is a hundred percent right. Is that that the Marvel the roadmap that they have. And the, the giant whiteboard that is, you know, I talk about the whiteboard in Kevin Feige's basement. I, I'm convinced that there is one somewhere. And so whatever they have planned, I mean, they, ha- they have, you can look at the schedule. You can see Marvel movies up to like 2027 or something That's like that. insane the amount they, of stuff they got. They have it all mapped out and they, ha- they, they talk to each other and they go in and they say, hey, in this movie, we need you to drop this, this, and this. And we need you to, to, to lay these seeds. And they do. And then the payoff might not be for four or five movies down the line, but it's there. And so the internal logic that whoever is writing this, whoever's drawing that roadmap, they have figured out how to do away with continuity errors. Yeah. You know, and um, there are going to have probably be some things that they have to move or take away or change somebody's age and all that other stuff. But for the most part, it's done very well. And it It is is extremely well. 
and it's reasonably consistent. And that's yeah. really, that's all you can ask for. I mean, going back over since from 2008 till now, and then 10 years down the road, yeah. you know, what, what else can, who else can say that? You know, Star Trek can't, Star Wars <laughs> doesn't, you know. <laughs> they won't. But, and you know what? It's, they are setting, they are giving us those little breadcrumbs. And right off the bat, in the 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 poster, the teaser posters that they were showing us, we got to see in his suit, but more of a silhouette, uh, Flag Smasher. Yep. He's right up there in the in. You didn't really, I, at least I, I can honestly say I didn't know based on the trailer and before seeing the first episode that I could tell you that that was going to be Flag Smasher. I didn't either. I. I didn't even think of Flag Smasher, honestly. I was thinking about all the other, like, types of uh, Cap characters that they can bring in. And, like, you know, you see Zemo with his mask over. I'm like, yes, we got yes. Zemo with his mask. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and he, they're definitely going to play on – I thought they were going to play on him a little bit. Like, it would definitely be more Zemo-based. But then, yeah, you see all, like, they're like, oh, the Flag Smashers. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yes, and then this is the second time we've actually heard about uh, the LAF. Did they ever actually say what it stands for? I don't remember. I don't think so. But the first time we heard about it was in Captain America's The Winter Soldier. Uh, Batrock was part of the LAF. Yep. And that was the only other – it was very subtle. That was it right there. And then he's back. And Baltrock's back again, except this time he's whooping on Falcon. Yeah, and and so now you have – we're we're getting Baron Zemo. We're getting his definite look. We're getting Flag Smasher. You get to see somewhat of a costume. We get to see him as a soup. And they very subtly said his name. They go, oh, so that's Flag Smasher. And that was it. And so nonchalantly, if you weren't yeah. listening, you wouldn't have paid attention. And and then we have we have possible like well from the trailer we know it's either what is it? it's either magic witches or. Uh... Are space aliens apparently, according to uh, Falcon, on uh, what, what what these things could be? Like that's his checklist for what he goes down oh. for things. It was like in the trailer, I think he said something about uh, uh, it's either witches. Um, oh, it, is that the sorcerers or wizards without hats? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. They're, but they're you know he's trying to figure out what these guys could be or something like that. But they don't really I, go into what they're talking about. Yeah. And then the first episode, you see this one guy freaking kick a kick a dude into a light pole. Yeah. And like, I, oh, okay. I, well, <laughs> if it's Flag Smasher, then that would mean we're getting, uh, what was the organization? Ultimatum? Uh, I think so. Uh, yes. some, yeah. So well, is he, that, is that going to be our new Hydra? Here, here's the other thing just to, to keep in, so mind, in the back Hydra's of your mind so on all this. This, this. this show is only six episodes long. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's not so, season one. Now, are there, is there going to be more than one season? I don't know. Could be there. There, there certainly could be. But the other thing is with, you know, we talked about this, Steve, you and I talked about this the last time. Everything that the MCU does is a point on the map. It is not necessarily its own standalone thing. Right. Just like, just like it, every crossover that, that is in the comics is, is a nexus to go somewhere else to, to take all everything that they did in second coming and the X-Men go off and they do all this other stuff. And then that leads into, you know, whatever comes next. And so that's kind of how you have to look at this show in the same way that you looked at WandaVision, this show and WandaVision and Loki are the bridges into phase four, the phase four movies. 
you know, so the black it's are there going to be tie in direct tie ins with the Black Widow movie with the Probably Eternals not movie? Black Widow, but definitely Eternals and Spider Man is going to be a big one that they're going to have to they're definitely opening up doors for because I don't care. I'm riding the train that there's a, it's Spider Verse. This is going to be fun. I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see Tobey Maguire as old man Spider Man. It's going to happen. I, I you know, and I agree with you and and I. I like how they do these things. And going back to WandaVision, they're taking characters like the Wanda, Wanda and Scarlet Witch and Vision, and they're taking uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. They're taking these characters that, in all honesty, in reality, in the movies, didn't get a lot of time. It was always focused around one of the big three, Iron Man, Thor, or Captain America, uh, or Star-Lord, if you, you know, the, the two movies that he was in. But it's focusing on those, on these smaller characters. We get to delve more into their who they are as supers or living in this world of super and get to relate a little bit more to them. And I really like that about winter soldier and Falcon. And we get that in this, we get to see that, you know, Falcon is Sam is dealing with a, a lot of financial issues on his, for his family. Like he's trying to keep stuff alive. And then he even tries using his whole, uh, you know, hey, I'm the Falcon. And they're like, yeah, that's cool, but uh, we still can't give your family money. Why don't you ask S.H.I.E.L.D.? so inappropriate. I wanted to slap him. Oh, it was such a a hard (laughs) scene to why I always want to slap him. I'm like, dude, just be professional. And, yeah, and then you get to see that all the PTSD that freaking Bucky is dealing with. And I don't know how you were when you – because I know you (laughs) – Mike, you watched this like what five times? Yes. I, you, David, you, you, you watched it once. I've seen it twice. But the first time I watched it, I was wanting Bucky to go find the guy that killed his kid. And I'm like, oh, you go find that dude. Yes, what you should go do. And I thought he was going to go find him. And then you, they open the door and you see, it was the kid from when he was back when he was the Winter Soldier. And the kid was just like, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He legitimately was. I, yeah. I had it. Uh, I kind of go in with these things, and I have a really open mind. I know that things are going to be spelled out before the end of the episode, and I had the I had that pegged uh, right when Bucky's date was going on. Yeah, and she met, and when she was going down about how like how tragic it is that you lost he lost his son, and how that's the worst thing. And then Bucky gets all upset and then takes off. I'm like, yeah, that was the kid. That's why they yeah. showed him. That was the point of it. It wasn't just but, some but rando that got murdered. Right. There are no there are no accidents in the oh, MCU. Yeah. It, you know, things that you you think are intentional or unintentional, or did they overlook this? Like you were like you know what you're talking about. Who who, who why was uh, why is Agent Wu in Westfield Westview to begin with? They don't say, but that's not an accident. That is a choice. Oh, yeah. And like you you know like Mike you were saying. There's a reason why Bucky is befriending this old Asian man, and then there's the payoff. He's trying to make he's trying to make do with yes. what happened. He wants to tell him, but it's just it's such a tragic thing that he he knows it would just kill this man because this man's so still distraught by it, even knowing the news. And now now he's friends with Bucky. It's like how. It's just going to hurt this man twice over, and he—it's—it's it's, it's it's like Cap. It's like Cap and Iron Man. It's like Cap. Like when Iron Man finds out, he's like, and in the letter, Cap's like, "I should have told you. Maybe it was me trying to protect you from 
from that or maybe it was me trying to protect myself because I couldn't bring it up to tell you. It's like, how do you deliver such tragic it it's hard to deliver and, such tragic and news. we just came from WandaVision, which was going through the stages of grief to yeah. now we're getting financial debt issues that like trying to hold on to our childhoods and we're getting PTSD and you know dealing with our demons. This is a lot of emotion and feels that Disney and Marvel has been throwing at us, and it's it's very well done. And, I'm just glad Faye has said that every all these are going to be like six, like essentially any of the shows are all six hours total footage yeah. that you can watch. However, they break that up is how they break it up, but it's six hours of stuff. I'm like, thank you. That's like two movies. I'm okay with that. This is and enough. It was, and it's it's very well done. You're not you're getting a lot of things at once, but you're also being well distributed out and to where it's not over bearing with you and the quality that we're receiving and like i said this it's movie, movie quality and it's that's very the, much that's the bottom line it, it's it's movie beyond. quality oh yeah, yeah. but that, but told in a longer form that they can do that because people would not have sat in a movie theater for two wanda two wanda movies yeah no but but you'll watch it nine weeks in a row at 45 minutes a pop so looking at that then let's 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 like break this down a little bit more let's look at Falcon and Winter Soldier as characters based on this show. What are your, from what you've seen previously to what we're looking at now, what are your thoughts on Falcon or Winter Soldier? Do you relate to them more? Do you like them more? Do, is, do you, has anything changed for you? What are your thoughts on them? Overall? I, I've always liked the characters. I like that they're putting Sam in a position to step up uh, and you're definitely seeing him deal with the struggle of how do I follow in Captain America's shoes? It's like he yeah. was friends with Cap. They they were close. Like he helped Cap find Bucky. He understands the relationship. And it's like, you know, Cap looks at him and goes, you know, it's like it feels like someone else's shield. It feels like it belongs to someone else. And Cap goes, It's not. It's pretty much telling him it, it this is yours, bud. Like, this is I want you. And like, how many times did you see like Falcons walking around the, the exhibit there and like the caps pointing and it's always pointing directly towards like Falcon. It's like they they're leading up to it. And I really I really want to see that moment where like we get to see Falcon shed the Falcon name and he becomes Captain America. I feel like end game of it. That's that's the play. I also think Torres is going to become the Falcon because that's technically who he is in the comics as well. Mm. So you got, I'm thinking there's going to be a nice shedding and they already seem to have a nice relationship. Uh, at least what you see with him kind of when they were, you know, sipping on tea or whatever they were sipping on when he was working on Red Wings, uh, whatever. Mm. Um, the two of them have a very nice relationship and I'm really hoping that, you know, this is the start of a new Avenger we got going here. You know, that he can, he's going to come in as Falcon. Falcon's going to shed the name and come as come in as the Captain America. But still, you know, how he was in the comics, still has the wings. He's just got the red, yeah. white, and blue outfit, and he's throwing a shield that he feels uncomfortable with the whole time. I mean, they did, they've did they done something like that. They did uh, War Machine as Iron Patriot, which was actually kind Norman of— Norman Osborn. Yeah, it was really Norman Osborn, but it was like, that's not right, but whatever. You know, yeah. whatever. We'll let this one slide. They, they didn't have the rights to Norman Osborn. Yeah. That's, that's right. Oh, my they, God, because yeah, they, it was owned they, by they Sony. They no, still but it, is owned by Sony. That's the MCU right. does not have the rights to Norman Osborn. 
That's and the why only Spider-Man's reason, not on Disney Plus. <sighs> and, and the only reason why they're getting the right to use Spider-Man is because they cut a deal with Sony to pay yeah, Sony their money. Oh Sony till, still technically that, has dude. the right to all of the Spider-Man stuff. As long as they let them in the sandbox every once in a while to play with us, I'm okay with it, you know? Money. <laughs> right. Money. So, okay, now let's look at Winter Soldier. Let's look at Bucky Barnes from, like I said, he, he was the bad guy. He was in the Captain America for about 10, 15 minutes total. I, I, that's being very gratuitous. Uh, well, let's go with a solid 10. Uh, he falls off the train and dies. Well, for, dies, air quotes, goes right. and popsicle. Um, then dragged away when, by Zemo. We find yeah, out later or he whatever. Is, he is not, not Zemo. Um, uh, oh, not Zemo. Sorry. Uh, uh, Zola. Hydra. Yeah. yeah, someone from Hydra drags him off as Olaf works on him. Yeah, then we get yes. him as the Winter Soldier, and he is the bad guy. Bad mm-hmm. air quotes again. And then we get him in Civil War, and he's he's not the he's like he's disjointed essentially. He's yeah, he's trying he's, to fight his programming essentially. And he is he is the straw that broke the camel's back. Is really what I was trying to get at because he was that last bit of catalyst that that set it off because he was trying to do something good and then he still didn't quite get it off properly and it just it kind of de-escalated for him and then we get him a little bit in uh end game and so now we have him as a full-fledged character so we got him a lot more than we did i would say scarlet witch and we've gotten to see him evolve a little bit more but I really feel like we're getting to see a whole different side of this character, especially dealing with all of his demons. And I think that's really interesting. I think it's neat and exciting. And I'm already a lot more satisfied with how the show is going because when I originally saw it, thought of this, I thought it was going to be like two cops kind of show where it's like, oh, we can't. Work I together. still want I still want my buddy my buddy cop comedy. All right, it's, it's I don't I, I'm still waiting for that. I don't want it. I don't. That's I want, where it's going. It's, well, I don't. I think we're gonna so get a taste. Of, I think we're yeah. gonna get a taste of it. I so, I was afraid when the beginning when they saw the second trailer that uh, was it a super the Super Bowl trailer or whatever yeah. the full fledged yeah it made it the buddy cops but we're not really we are not buddies we're com- but we are buddies eventually and I didn't want that because that's been done that's been beaten by like a dead horse. And Marvel's better than that. It's like how they did sitcoms. They took sitcoms, and they made it better. They did something cops different. Better than that's how it's gonna go. Buddy, just cop as long as it's good. light and not just so, full fledged buddy cops. My theory, my theory on it is, um, so the interaction because if you watch the uh, the Avengers uh, thing they have on Disney Plus, where before the the things came out, they released um, like how they had Wanda, they had Wanda, and they had Vision. There's like a a segment you can watch or whatever. I forget the freaking name of it. It's like it might even be assembled, or is that the thing that came out after Wanda? It came either out. way. Um. So they have they had Wanda and they had Vision when those sh- when that show came out, and then right before uh, Falcon came out, they had they released Falcon and Bucky. So I watched both of those. I'm like, all right, cool. And then they released Zemo and Agent Thirteen as well into it. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now what I'm hoping happens is what we're gonna see is we're gonna see the the playfulness between the two of them, which is more of what you saw in Captain, uh, where the car scene, you know, where they're, where Bucky's in the back of the car. He's like, can you slide your seat up? And Falcon's like, no. And then he like scoots over 
and then you know agent 13 kisses cap and then you turn over and you see the two guys like yeah that's right <laughs> and then All you right. get to the scene where they're at the airport and um you know they're getting their butts kicked by spider-man and then falcon like sends him away by sending red wing at him and then bucky just looks at me you couldn't have done that before and falcon's just i hate you it's just <laughs> yes. like that's the relationship that's going to be it. it's just like they respect each other to the point but it's just yeah, <laughs> they're two different people. As, as long as it's okay so yes i did enjoy those and yes i want to see more of those but i'm I'm worried. I don't. Well, I'm not worried anymore, but I was worried it was going to be something we've already seen a million times. And that's and that's what I want to avoid. And but like I said, what we've gotten of this Bucky Barnes of this Winter Soldier is very interesting. He's trying to reconcile. He's trying to, you know, fix his mistakes. He's trying to atone. Yes, he, he needs he wants atonement. Yeah, he wants to be able to sleep at night with what he's done. And that's you know that's his check that's his checkbook right and and even though he knows i he knows that everything that he did whether it was killing the starks or whether it was you know it sounds very game of thronish or or killing you know killing this kid uh he did it because hydra programmed him to i mean that's that's his out but he still he still knows that he's the one that pulled the trigger and whether he did it of his own volition or if because he was brainwashed, that he still, like you were saying, he wants to get to the point where he can go to sleep at night and not, you know, not wake up in a cold sweat because that's what's happening. I bet we also see a progress with him where how he sleeps. Like right now we're seeing him, he's sleeping on the floor. Like that's the yes. soldier in him. That's what Falcon even said to yes. Cap. You know, it's your bed. You're, it's too It's too soft, you know. So I think see, we're going to see him sleeping yes. on the floor right now, and I bet like later as the episode drew by, we might even see him sleeping in a like on the couch or maybe on a bed or something that proves that maybe he's getting more comfortable. And that'd be like a subtle thing that happens, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, this is him as he's coming to terms with it." And yeah, and and hopefully, I mean, if if, if I'm writing this, hopefully he's not doing that in the next five episodes. That that might be no, he, no. he he might be on the couch or in the easy chair by episode six. And it might be right. season three that he's in a bed. Right. Because, yeah, this, it's not going to be this. His story arc coming to a tome, it's not going to be. A, I don't think they're going to close it off in this one season. No, no, no you're right. They're not. No, it, because it's, it's got to go somewhere. It's got to go to the next movie or the next yeah, the next spot go, on the map. We got to go for Secret Wars, I feel. You know, that's where we're going for. Right? Oh, so, so. But he and, and before I get into that tangent, it's <laughs> he, he even said. The, the the happiest moment of his life, or it was the happiest moment, was his time in Wakanda. And he even talked about that, where he was just, you know, sitting there holding a, what was it, a baby goat or baby sheep in his yeah. like one arm and everything. And they come over to him, and they're like, hey, it's time to, to get the wolf. And they pop it open, and he's like, all right, who do I got to kill? <laughs> yeah. You know? What did like, he say? It's, I think it's like, where's the war or something like yeah, that. something like that. Right, and then like, he, he said, said that... it's coming or something like that. Yeah. But he said when he was in Wakanda, that was the that was the first time in a hundred and something years he hadn't been fighting. Yeah, yeah. And that's he goes from war to war to war, and that's that's savage, man. Oh, well, yeah, he's on ice in between. <laughs> he's pretty much on ice in between usage. Yeah. So yeah, like he like he gets frozen, wakes up, got to deal with you know no one, no guy likes being that cold. So yeah. he's, I'm sure it's upsetting. <laughs> so he's just angry anyway. That's why he's all pistol happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I, I we didn't get to see his arm in this one at all either. And in the, yeah, the poster, yeah, and in the in the the poster, 
he has a brand new arm. It's all black with a silver lining on it, which looks yeah, it's really, really cool. Yeah. Oh, was it gold? All right. It might it, be in, uh, yeah, in Wakanda, it was um, it was black and gold. Yeah. Uh, the gold's the inlay on the inside. Yeah, that's of, right. Yeah, that's right. And so we didn't get to see that this time yet. We haven't got to see that yet. Well, he just got pardoned. So like this <laughs> takes like what this is like a month after pretty much six months, uh, I think six yeah. months after Endgame. Right, so like he just got pardoned, so he's probably not flaunting the fact. He's probably still like living mm-hmm. incognito with the the hood over, and he's just like trying not to go out and stuff. He's, I don't think he's gonna be trying to like flaunt the fact he has a metal arm. Yeah. Everyone's gonna look at that and go, "Oh, you're that guy." Yeah. Shield so, my child and walk away. <laughs> so we did know this originally chronologically. This was supposed to take place in in release order. Was supposed to come when we discussed this before. WandaVision. Now, based on all the information, though, that we have, do you still believe that this takes place before or during? Or I think it takes place at the same time as WandaVision's going down. It could. I think it it takes place after, because I feel like Wanda went right to, uh, after the events of Endgame, if I was a grieving widow... I would be trying to find my husband. So I'm, I want to say that after Endgame happened, Wanda went to go find Vision. Especially after she had just come back after five years, you know, and all that. So she wants to bury her husband. She's not going to lollygag for six months trying to wait for... No, but she said she, she had been coming in, and, and I'll, I'll argue this, that she said she'd been coming in and she, trying to get to Vision's body... Because sword, it sword took time. Sword took time to to delve up and get to where they were. I I want to say I, I will argue maybe Wandavision took started off a little bit before, but I feel like these maybe took place. These are all the low key soups yeah. heroes they're, they're, dealing with everything after. This is what happens after before the next Avengers movie. This is what their their lives are. So how long do you it's, think so how long do you think Sword's been around? <laughs> do you want to run down that that rabbit hole? I oh, think it's been around for Maria Rambo was a founding member. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And we know we know uh And we Shield's know, been uh, around, so we haven't seen Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was the eighties. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's definitely been around since the nineties, and yeah. that's how it kind of always was in the comics. You had Sword and Shield. So Shield was to protect Earth from extraterrestrials, all that stuff. And you had sword was essentially the offensive side of it out in space. And then there's hammer. And then there's the midnight suns and there's yeah. West coast Avengers. And then there's all <laughs> these things, great lake Avengers. I would love to see like a West coast Avenger, like just like a, the ragtag team, man, just like the different, not Thor and all the good, not those, but just like roadie and a handful of others, just souping up together for a, for a kick-ass movie. It would be, Great. Give them time. Give them time. They might actually give us the Great Lake Adventures. Do you, are you familiar with those guys? Not hundred percent. No, I, I know of them. They're, I have. If I turn my like camera around, it won't matter anyway. They're, they're they're like the they're not even the B heroes. They are the you know the guys that got left at the. They came to the party it's like three hours right? after it ended. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. Uh, I, they, I have you, the uh, whole Marvel encyclopedia that is like what one through fi- volumes one through fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> David. You, so you I know of I know of things, but like a lot of it is just I don't I haven't read a lot of the comics like that. I know a lot of characters, and a lot of it's like I'll go in big. Oh, I know. Let me go do some reading, and I'll 
flip it open, I'll just binge like three pages of a character and I'll be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then if like it'll mention uh, in the reference sides, it'll be like, oh, refer to this comic, this comic, this comic. And I'll go get that line. I'll download that line of comics and I'll read it. Yeah. So many characters. <laughs> David, you look like you wanted to say something over there earlier. Well, you know, we were ta- we started off talking about timelines and whether. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Monica Ram- Monica Rambo goes to Sword six weeks after she comes back mm-hmm. because Hayward tells her he he says you're the first one back, yeah. right? So there's a short time after that, so maybe WandaVision might be two months, two months after Endgame. Okay. But that's and you also got to remember too that's. Uh, that's the, by the time they decide to send Monica out to it, right? No, and then she, she 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 goes to she she goes to Sword six weeks after. Right. So then you're right, but she's still grounded, and so it's not long after she first goes back that they send her to Westview. So two three months, I would say WandaVision is two or three months after Endgame, and if we and I what I think they I. I thought I heard the sister say was, or that, that they're now six, six months. Falcon of the winter soldier is six months after end game. So th- what's the time frame of Wanda? WandaVision takes place over the course of maybe a week. Yeah. So that definitely yeah. is after, but in, but in terms of the release Falcon of the winter soldier was supposed to, t- was supposed to be released before it yeah. was supposed to be the first thing that came back because it, and you know, we, uh, we talked about this off camera, but it feels went from the start. It feels much more MCU ish. It see it. It feels more like the movies do the, just the way it leads off. And so I think in terms of the, in the grand scheme of things, when they released it, it was going to be much more friendly to the casual viewer than WandaVision was because WandaVision, if you didn't know what was going on or didn't, expect it or weren't willing to sit through the first three episodes you had to get to episode four to get the full dive into the mcu part of wandavision with with falcon of the winter soldier it's it's racing out of the gate yeah but i feel that's well that's why they were smart to release the first two episodes of wandavision just so that way people understood that it was gonna shift yes and that and then the second one you got the color red was showing up and then like they the the thing went full color after that yeah, they, and so, they, they they did do that on. They totally did everything that on purpose. They had the, they yes. didn't have the original intentions to release the first two episodes because they were originally going to release the entire thing, and then they decided not to. It's, uh, and so they did. All right, let's get the first two episodes out to making sure everybody got to understand a little bit more. Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and then everyone was. I know a lot. I know some people were upset that they're only half-hour episodes, but I'm like, it's called WandaVision, and the whole premise of it is that they're basing on sitcoms. Yes. Sitcoms back in the day were like 20 minutes, well, total total 20 minutes of actual show, but yeah. it was like 30 minutes of a runtime. Yeah. And did you guys uh, watch the uh, behind-the-scenes assembled thing about WandaVision? How they actually filmed it in front of yes. a live audience? Yes. And yeah, they. Uh, it was mostly like, but now. It's really cool, but I found out it's mostly it was mostly like family members and friends of friends of friends of friends. However, yeah. it's still still cool, still cool. Yeah. But in the fact that they were still able to keep it silent on the DL was really awesome. Well, when you have the Disney NDA and the, the, <laughs> the threat of Disney lawyer retribution, you, people tend to keep their mouth shut. They did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> so 
like I said, we didn't get, we got to see the characters, Captain or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, we got to experience them a little bit. We didn't get to see them team up yet, which is absolutely fine. I want to see these characters to evolve and to develop. Uh, based on the information that we do have, where do you see it going down the line? How do you? What are your predictions for the next episode? I or feel the next like, couple because this will come yeah. out Wednesday. Well, they're only they're only five. Epi- I mean, they're only five more episodes. Yeah, the, their paths have to cross. There has to be some. There has to be some overlap between uh, the the flag smashers and whatever's going on with Bucky Barnes and his flashbacks or therapy or whatever he's doing. Uh, you and we also, you know, the therapist also talks about that Sam is reaching out to Bucky, and yeah. Bucky is not responding um, for whatever reason. So I, I think in the next episode, something is going to happen to or around Bucky that is going to bring him back, not necessarily to the Avengers, but it's going to bring him and Sam back together so that they can go off and, and do this this buddy cop thing uh, together. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Zemo because Zemo seems to be like Cat or uh, Bucky has a relationship to Zemo. And if Zemo turns out to be like maybe the puppeteer behind Flag Smasher and is maybe like using them because, yeah, we see, you know, Zemo does kill the all the other Winter Soldiers. But does he do we actually we see the bullet holes, but who's to say that maybe they're not dead, maybe that he repurposed them to be like he woke them up and now they're why we're seeing super powered you know people possibly. um well let me ask you this i because i i don't know that much about i i quit reading most comics after the arc got expensive in the late 90s <laughs> uh I, I basically gave up after x-men age of apocalypse and i never was ever really an avenger but is bucky barnes is he an actual superhero does or does does he have superpowers because I would make the argument that Iron Man does not have superpowers. No, Iron Man does. Iron Man's like Batman. They they have their <laughs> they have expensive gadgets that they that they they're really they're really smart. smart. And they're really yeah. rich. <laughs> so convenient. So yeah. convenient. But but I mean, aside. Okay, so he had did he he didn't have the super soldier serum or he didn't have the Hydra equivalent, the, did he? In Bucky, no, not when he was Bucky Barnes, the Kid Wonder, or even when he was like a teenage version that they had. It wasn't when he came back as Winter Soldier. I believe it was presumed that he did have some kind of super soldier or some version of it that uh, modified him. But he didn't have he always had the metal arm. That was his that was his staple. And that was kind of like his shield. Like He didn't need. A throwing shield he had a punching shield that he was gonna and he was a, he was always like a uh, as you see it in the in the episode where he's taking out the all the uh the people with you know the way he's taking out he's very tactical tactical moving Mm -hmm. he's a marksmanship is on point and that's just that's always been his character he's that's how he's always been portrayed and then yeah now you get him and then how they were kind of explaining in this uh, Cap said, I believe, in that he said Zolo must have um, did some experiments on him and whatever. So we assume that it's the Winter Soldier program that we had seen in the, the obviously the Winter Soldier movie. That something something similar to that had happened to Bucky. He was the he was trial one, and then it kind of worked with him. So now they're trying to do it with they were trying to do it with those six other uh, assassins, and they succeeded. 
So yeah. who's to say they didn't do it with more? It's true. Uh, yeah, he in the comics, he was just really good assassin. He had amnesia, and he was had, knew a bunch of languages. He was just well, really, really good in hand-to-hand martial combat. So he really so wasn't Black a Widow. super. Yeah. So, but he wasn't a super other right. than okay. he was modified with the arm other than yeah. that. So he was, yeah, so, that, that's so, about it. So yeah. at most, at most he's a cyborg. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. And comic wise anyways. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the one last thing we didn't touch on, and I can't believe we didn't touch on it. Uh, because it was the biggest WTF moment I think of the entire episode was the 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 fake Captain America at the end. Oh, you mean oh. U.S. agent? The, the U.S. agent. The, yeah. yeah. The the bigot dude that they the casting on that was on point because I've never wanted to punch a dude in the face. <laughs> then when I saw that chin on that gentleman, just smiled the camera like I wanted. You know who that is, right? Uh, it looks familiar, and I can't. I thought it was. I thought it was Matt Smith when I first saw it, but I, I yeah, no, no, no. I had to go look it up. I, I know the guy, but up. I don't know who. He, I, I can't remember. He's Wyatt, Wyatt Russell, who is the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Oh, that's that's, that's why right. that chin looks so familiar. It's ego. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, and and you know the 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 introduction of U.S. Agent. I mean, is 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 the logical next step. And that's also, you know, we were talking about what's, what's Falcon's arc. Falcon's arc is he, he has to have this internal struggle to feel worthy of being Captain America. Well, and, and, you know, he, the, the one of the first things he does in the movie is he gives up the shield, yeah. which, which I plot points aside, I have a problem with him turning the shield over to the Smithsonian. Because I feel like he would never do that. If he was going to give, if he didn't want the shield, he would not have given it to the Smithsonian or the United States government. He would have given it to the Avengers. So yes, but, I agree but, with you. But, but but they but they needed they needed to get it in the hands of someone else, and they're giving it to the U.S. agent. Okay, so well, that's where the government. Here. But that's where the guy. Real quick, that was where the guy uh, when Bucky turned it in, or when Falcon turned it in. There is that government official or whatever he goes, you did the right thing. You made the right choice, implying that this that he buck that it clearly Falcon's been talked to and that maybe someone planted a seed in his head that maybe he should turn it in, like maybe he shouldn't pick it up. And then that's why he turns it into the Smithsonian. And now instantly they are you they already have a cap picked out. Like it's yeah. very convenient. It is convenient. So Educate me though, before you guys delve too deep, because I want the, the I know the listeners are going to want to know who he is. I'm not familiar with U.S. Agent. Who is U.S. Agent? In the comics, U.S. Agent kind of filled a void uh, when Cap kind of walked away for political reasons. Cap oh, got when he became to, Nomad. Yeah, well, okay. that was after he kind of walked away, and then when U.S. Agent filled in, then he turned into Nomad because to you know whatever. There is a. whole whole lineage on that too and it's so many story arcs of that so uh pr- long story short he pretty much just took he filled in the space that captain america left when captain america left because he still needed as they say in the, they say in the show too like we need that hope we need that that there needs the imagery to be a captain america yes so this was the government's way of being like well let's get the shield out there here's this guy throw him in there and is he a bit of a zealot, uh, over patriotic. He's well, he's Uncle Sam is the line. He will do whatever Uncle Sam tells him to do, 
And that's where it kind of gets him in trouble sometimes with Cap, where Cap would veer sometimes, you know, that doesn't sound right to me. And he'd follow his gut. Uh, U.S. agent's going to follow what the what his uh, superiors tell him to do. And and wasn't wasn't U.S. agent didn't he have some version of the super soldier serum? I believe so. Or modified somehow. Right. So he, he didn't fully have all of everything that captain that that steve rogers got when steve rogers was given the super soldier serum he had accelerated healing he had super strength he had better reflexes he had the ability to take that shield and bounce it off things in a way that's very convenient it always seemed to boomerang back to him but but he got superpowers so captain america is a superhero and so they everybody including red skull and the united states government and the russians were trying to duplicate the super soldier serum and U.S. agent got some version of that. And then yeah, he's like, it's like the B type. <laughs> right. And, and weren't, wasn't there a, a couple of storylines where he kind of went went crazy? I mean, because he was always overzealous and where where Steve Rogers would never torture anyone. Steve Rogers has yeah. Steve Rogers mm-hmm. has the moral in the comics and in the movies. He has the moral compass of Mr. Rogers. I mean, that's, that's just it. The, the, he there, is the Boy Scout. There, there is the North Star, and there is Steve Rogers, and that's it, right? But, but U.S. Agent didn't have that, and he was he was could be overzealous, and he would he would cross the line because, like you were saying, he would just he would do whatever he thought was in the best interest of the United States, and you know sometimes you gotta you gotta break a few eggs to to make an omelet. So um, we got some we got a in this episode we did we got a. It took what four or five episodes before we got uh, Spectrum or Photon, whatever she's going to go with. As we brought in, we had Agatha yep. Harkness. I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it's Photon, and it's she's she's gonna be a fun character to watch. And like I said, I like I love that these shows are introducing new potential that's Avengers yeah. to fill in like holes we're, that some of them are leaving. Which is we're great. seeing potential characters, and we're seeing uh, villains. And like I said, we're getting Flag Smasher. We're getting possibly we're getting Ultimatum. We are seeing Baron Zemo come back, and now we have U.S. Agent, who, which is fun because I like when I don't know a character what really side well. he's on. <laughs> yeah, and this is going to be fun too. So we're getting to see a lot of stuff that's going to be delving out, and I'm excited, especially considering this was only what 46 minutes of yep. cinematography. I'm also, curious, I'm also curious on what shield this is because. The shield that Cap gives Falcon is obviously a new shield because Cap's shield gets absolutely destroyed in Endgame. And if you look at the front of the shield, it has little notches around the white part that wasn't in the original shield. The original shield was a clean, like just painted surface shield. This one has like graphics in the star, the uh, around, like I said, around the rim, you see like, these little holes that are like notched specifically around one of the rings. So this is a different shield. I don't know if it's a vibranium shield. Or if it's like something different from the timeline that Cap stayed in with uh, with Peggy, or what? But what, the, the, what what happened to Steve Rogers in that time between when he's dancing with Peggy Carter and when he shows back up in Endgame? No idea. We'll find out in Loki. <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, we, we could. No, we could. Be, because you know, I, I don't mean, think they really have to explain it that much. Like we we obviously know that he he created a branch timeline selfishly air quotes to live to take a play out of stark's book where you know he wanted to create a life and he decided that you know what i'm gonna do this and i 
I don't care what anyone says. Bucky knew the game plan because Bucky, when Cap didn't come back, Bucky was not shocked. Falcons looking around, he's like, whoa, whoa. and Bucky's just like smirks and kind of like turns his head, and then nonchalantly points over to uh, Sam and goes, "Hey, look at that bench over there. It's an old man sitting on there. You should probably go check it out." But right. He knew the plan. That's why he never said bye to Bucky. He said bye to Falcon. He didn't say bye to Bucky. Right. But at, but at some point, sometime between him going back in time and him showing back up on the bench, he has a brand new shield. Like mm-hmm. you said, we, we don't know if it whether it's vibranium or something else. Um, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that the U.S. government would have just let falcon give a fully vibranium shield to the smithsonian well that's why they got it back you know but like i said it just as a as a as a character point i don't know why he gave it away if he's going to give it away he would have given it to the avengers and kept it at the avengers headquarters and not let not let the u.s government be tempted into taking it back and giving (laughs) it to the you know the next guy that just happens to be let the avengers find the next captain america or someone to to pick up the shield you know like but then the Avengers are still technically under what the Segovian Accords are still a thing, so they're probably still tied up under that because Falcon makes a point of that when he's flying, or, that you know no no accords to be or no, no uh, treaties left? are broken or whatever. So who's left of the big three that ruled everything? Thor's doing his own thing right now. He's out in space with with, uh, he's, with Iron the, Man's uh, dead. The, he's with the uh, the Asgardians, you know. Yeah, Iron Man's dead, and Cap is old. So uh, Hawkeye, it, you still got Hawkeye still doing. Yeah, his, uh, really? Who's going to listen to Hawkeye? Let's be. Hey, he was better he off as Ronan. He openly admits that he is just a an Ultron. He goes, I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. And this yeah. none of this makes sense. sense. No, no, you're right. And <laughs> then Black Bruce Widow, Bear. she's gone. She's yeah. Soul she's Stone. Dead. We still so, have Hulk, like Hulk still hanging. Well, Hulk's alive. Smart, smart Hulk. Sorry. Smart yeah, Hulk. Still around. Smart Hulk. Still, but so that's it. And and what's Ant-Man up to? Doctor Strange, know. yeah, Doctor Strange. I mean, yeah, but he's going his. Uh, he's still got the. He's he's not an Avenger. Doctor Strange isn't an well, Avenger. Ro- and Rhodey, Rhodey's still an Avenger. He's there too. Yeah. So, but, but you, you really so you don't more... have all. You don't have a no, lot of not, team. There. You don't have the. You don't have the core like ones that we've grown up with so far with these movies. You know, right. that we've grown into love. We got a lot of the. A lot of the B teams been promoted to A team status and I feel like we're going to have we're going to deal this is what we're dealing with and what the movie what these shows I feel are introducing us to new characters they want so Captain Marvel's do off doing her thing well you know what hey here's Photon guess what she has almost all the same powers as Captain Marvel just a hair different and she's just a badass like I'm cool with this let's so Black Black Panther is also still alive yeah. Oh, that's true. But yeah, Be, because in, the MCU has not dealt with the death of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Right. Even though they have said that they're they they're not going to recast. Want, they're not going to recast him. So something's going to happen with that storyline that is going to bring some tears. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because because like, like Captain America, someone has to be Black Panther. Yeah. I'm all for I'm all for Shuri doing it. I want Shuri. She she does in the comics. She does yep. take well both. Well, uh, yeah, she she's definitely does in the comics. And she's she's Iron Man smart too. So it's like yes, actually she might even be smarter. She makes fun of she makes fun of her and she makes fun of a uh, uh, freaking uh, Banner and and uh, and Iron Man. It's like oh, I'm sure you did the best you could. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh. So, so I, I thought they were like gonna to make me. Shuri the new Iron Man. Oh, I thought so too. Uh, but the, you have Iron Heart, and Iron. I feel like if they went that way, they might go Iron Heart. Yeah, and Riri Williams is a fantastic choice because she is Tony Stark smart. 
in the comics. Yeah. She's she's that smart. So she'd be a fun one to bring in. She'd be a teenager essentially. And or then the, they, or the the kid from Iron Man three, Harley. The kid from yeah. Iron Man three. Iron why, why why was he at the funeral montage for Tony Stark? It took there me a are, minute to figure out who he was too. I I do who he was right off rip because I remember. Of course I, like, you did. He, of course you did. It looked, it looked <laughs> the same to me. Like I'm like, he was all standing by himself. He looked the same, like just a grown up version of Harley. I'm like, okay, he's right, there, but, but not six feet tall. But yeah. there are there are no coincidences in Marvel. Never is. Why why did they bring him back? It wasn't simply because him and Iron Man had a had a moment. Are in uh, oh, what was it? That he says to him when he pulls off, when the kid's like, I'm cold. He goes, I know because we're connected. And he pulls off, like rips away from him. Like they had them, they had like that the relationship where, like I said earlier, I enjoyed seeing Iron Man as the mechanic, as like the thinker. We know Harley's, uh, he's a good thinker. He was, he was designing stuff. Like he knew how he had a good head on his shoulder as a mechanic side of it, at least. I would like to see a young Avenger movie personally, Hawkeye's daughter all of them that was actually one of my favorite animated um avenger movies was the young avengers where you had where you had you know ant-man's daughter she's you know they've recast her as a as another actress yeah because she's well yeah because she did she didn't blip out so she's five years older so yeah they had to recast her what i'm getting from this conversation and what i was trying to say earlier is i (laughs) i know because we just go on these little tangents so we need our tinfoil hats. We're only one episode in. We need to get them ready, guys, because I'm still got... riding my I'm still riding my Mephesto. <laughs> are you? Are you still? Right? It's still <laughs> that still a thing. You, you yeah. can't bring those kids and not have him be there. Oh I'm my, sorry. It's, it's there's so much stuff that they're doing. So much Kevin Foggy. The Kevin Foggy just keeps us guessing, and I love it. You and call them devil children, like Demon Spawn. <laughs> Let's be serious. I know. I, I want know. it. There's, I want great. it. Uh, but let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, Mike, do you have anything going on in the near future that you have, would like to talk about? Uh, pretty much, know- like I said, for me right now, it's just my uh, with COVID and all that. Where I've uh, been kind of delving into my D and D campaign. Uh, well, we'll definitely get all the the links and information for that. Uh, David, uh, anything with the Mandalorian since uh, a couple weeks ago? Is <laughs> anything? No, nothing. Nothing's changed. Although with uh, with the vaccine rolling out. Um, and becoming more widely available. Uh, a lot of events that got canceled last year uh, in the first half of this year are remaining canceled, but it, a lot of them have rescheduled to the back half of this year. And it looks like um, a lot of the larger conventions and a lot of events are probably going to happen. I hate to, I hate to make any predictions like that. Mm-hmm. You know, force majeure could always come back into play, but, yeah. um, but I know that, that, that we as a club we're we're ramping back up to be able to do some more troops that are done in a in a way that's you know socially distant and safe but that can still happen uh you know we we've done some a couple of local parades and we've done some virtual uh events but you know I'm look, just looking forward to things like Dragon Con or, or you know uh absolutely or Phoenix City Comic Con or some or Phoenix Comic Con or Emerald City or some of these other events uh maybe from August to the the end of the year uh, hopefully we can get some of those things in. Um, other than that, there's not a lot of other news, at least for us in terms of the Star Wars clubs. But, um, you know, I always love to ask and I always love anything you guys do. You always do great stuff. Um, well, thank you. Yeah. So. All right. 
So let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, as always, please like, subscribe, and follow to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you are listening to us on Audible, Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod. And I'm actually going to be getting on to my Twitch in the near future. I am actually going to be utilizing it for the uh, Eldritch Foundry. We're going to be doing some uh, D&D campaign videos for them and everything so we're actually going to be able to nice. actually use it yeah no i'm excited uh, i've actually gotten a lot of hell for not using my twitch so you can now start looking at my twitch in the near future we're going to be doing it uh, at nerd dna podcast and as always i'm steve with me tonight is dave and michael guys thank you so much for being on the show tonight thank you for having me had a yes, blast thank you